0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of Input Two. I'm your host, Emily Rubin, and I have two new people with me today. Over
1: here I have Kaylee. Hey Kaylee and I have uh, Shweta. What are your last names guys? Like oh oh my name's Kaylee Gate. Don't stalk me on Twitter. <laughs>
0: oh
2: dang. And I'm Shwetha Sundarajan don't try to find me
0: on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, you guys are important enough to wear last names, I think. Maybe. Just a little bit. But today's going to be interesting. So instead of talking about a specific film or director, we're going to talk about a concept. And because it's International Women's History Month, we're going... Is it international? I don't know. It's Women's History Month. So we're going to talk about, you know, women in film. <laughs> Pretty ooh, self-explanatory, ooh. right? But, you know, the best way to start that conversation is with the scary words called feminist film theory. I know dun, that's dun, really dun. scary. <laughs> um,
1: do you guys, like, what are your ideas of, like, what feminist film theory is? Well, I watched the videos you sent us last night, and I kind of gathered that it's what fil- uh, what women represent in film. Yeah. F- to the filmmaker. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's basically it. <laughs>
2: I think the same too. It's just like what women represent to that particular director, and what they represent to the audience as well, or how they are portrayed to the audience. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's like that's a really important aspect of it as well. So yeah, you got that's what they said is basically what uh, feminist film theory is. But we're gonna go into it a little bit more just because we can. You know, we're we're in college, like that's what we do. Um, so. The term the male gaze is probably something that most people are familiar with. Um, it's prevalent not just in film, but in TV studies, literature studies, and that's basically that women characters are presented through the male perspective. We usually it is men writing female characters, and they're writing them to be kind of coined as objects or like specifically sexual objects. Or they're not exactly important to the film on their own merit. They're important to the male character. And that's what many would consider problematic. And this was coined by Laura Mulvey, and she is a British film theorist. She worked at the British Film Institute and is now a film and media professor at the University of London, Birkbeck. And most importantly, she is the author of visual and other other pleasures, which is where the male gaze term was coined. And an interesting quote from her is that, in their traditional exhibitionist role, women are simultaneously looked at and displayed, with their appearance coded for strong visual and erotic impact so that they can be said to connote to be looked atness. And as a result, it, she contends that a woman in film is the bearer of meaning, not the marker of meaning. And that means essentially that the woman is made for the male, she is not her own character essentially and that does not mean every film is like this but this is what is predominated film and it's kind of a burden we have to bear right now and there are three perspectives that occur in film that she argues signify a sexual objectification of women and the first is that the perspective of the male character and how he perceives a female character is how, it's the first tenet of like how women are viewed in film. The second is the perspective of the spectator, so how the audience looks at the female character. And the third is the combination of these two, how they join the male character and the audience join together to signify... It's, it's A good way to put it is maybe just that it's a self-insert for the audience. They can align themselves with the male, and that gives them a sort of ease of objectification of the female for himself so you get to insert yourself in the film with the male character does that make sense I know that's just a lot of information (laughs) (laughs) and it it, it, there's definitely more to film theory than this this is only feminist film theory and something that's really important to mention about feminist film theory is nothing is set in stone even the male gaze is highly contended there so they're really it's hard to say there's a wrong way to dissect a film and say like what a woman's place is in film so just wanted to throw that out just if someone's like no that's wrong that's okay <laughs> hit me up on Twitter I don't know <laughs> fight me <laughs> but um one of the videos I sent you guys was by Lindsay Ellis who is my favorite video essayist and she knows her stuff she is a graduate and undergrad graduate from NYU's film school and then she did her graduate school at USC which is uh, one of the most highly selected film schools in the United States so she knows what she's talking about. And I picked her video um, in his Feminist Film Theory, looking at the Transformers movies by Michael Bay. What do you, what do you guys, like, dissect from her?
1: She talked a lot about um, Megan Fox in those films. Yeah. <laughs> and she's... I, I've never watched the Transformer films. Like, I've never been a huge fan of it. And I just... I guess I've never noticed it before, but she really is just an object. She is not in she's not integral integral to the plot at all. She's just there for Shiloh Buff to look at. Yep. And, and the is audience super uncomfy. <laughs> it's really weird. Even like the way she's framed by the camera, it's like Yeah, there's a part in the film where she's like fixing a car. She's like a mechanic, I think. Yeah. And she's like leaning over in these tiny shorts and this like crop top and her boobs are hanging out. And I'm like, no mechanic (laughs) is going to fix a car like that. She's going to get grease all over her. That's not how you change a tire? No, that's not how I change a tire. (laughs) Well, straight up, what do you think?
2: Yeah, and I've also, I've watched the Transformer films just because I wanted to torment myself. Um, (laughs) Fair. But have you realized that there are no female robots?
0: Yes, that was a big thing that she focused on and she's a, like an in, uh, sorry an interesting argument that she makes is that it was coded purposely this way and we we have to ask ourselves why why weren't there any female robots because in the animated shows there are female robots so this was a purposeful choice to leave them out so what, what do we think that says? about Michael Bay and the films. Maybe the
1: robots are too emotional. (laughs) Their tears will rust themselves. They would just
0: ruin everything with their
1: tears. Yeah, their pink metal and stuff just doesn't clash well with the others.
2: It's hard to, like, draw and, like, CGI boobs on robots. <laughs> oh, because we there. have to have the boobs. How do you know it's a woman if there
1: aren't boobs?
2: <laughs> like, also, in Power Rangers, like, I never... Like, since we're talking about this, like, why, why is the armor for, like, ladies always, like, have to have, like, the boobs emphasized? Um,
0: like... Okay, I just thought of Power Rangers for this... Maybe. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it's not because we have to have boobs. Maybe they're saying, like, that's our weakness. Like, someone could just hit us in the boobs and then, like, we'll die. I know that's a reach, but, like, that's my, I don't It's just because they want to look <laughs> at boobs. But, you know.
2: They want to look at boobs. I, yeah. But it's just, it's really weird. I think Transformers, it's, it's even the toys have always just been marketed to boys. Yep, (laughs) boys only too so I think with the movie they kind of wanted to like take that direction Mm -hmm. for just only boys only men and also being covered in grease and in shorts and a cropped up is not hot (laughs) what It's it's not <laughs> no one is hot when they're sweaty and covered in grease. I just, I never understood. You need to tell that, that to Michael
1: Bay
0: because he doesn't understand Fun that. fact about Michael Bay when he was auditioning, he actually had Megan Fox like wash his car like that. Oh dear God.
1: That was her <laughs> audition. Like, it, I'm
0: cringing. <laughs> isn't that just, that's a whole other issue yeah, in that, itself. But like, we, that's, I think if uh, it's, I'm sorry, it just makes me angry, but like, that's why she was hired. Yeah. Does anyone even know her name like in the film?
1: I couldn't tell you. Just
0: Megan Fox? Her
1: name is Megan Fox's character. (laughs) I would I would just say female lead one. Yeah. That's (laughs) great. That is great.
0: What is interesting about those films though are that later in the series they do try to have like kind of robots, but not really that are female. And then they're all either really incompetent, like Not even just the female robots. Like Female characters as a whole are either really incompetent or they're deceptive or they're dangerous.
1: What does that say? Because, whoa. I think that reaches out of just Michael Bay's movies. That's across all Hollywood films. Women are either dangerously sexy, like they know how to use their body and they'll kill you, (laughs) or they're just dumb. They don't know what they're doing at all. Don't reveal our secret. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, don't tell anybody. Well, I actually
2: just remembered um, from the Transformer movie, uh, I think it was like the first one, there's like a sexy robot that tried to kill the main character. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like in that scene, basically, like it was like a Decepticon robot, right? And is she kind of just... Oh, in the... Things
1: come out of her mouth.
2: The things come out of her mouth. Yeah, I do remember that. And they try to like go into, and she's like very like scantily clad. Yeah.
1: Even then, though, she's not, she doesn't look like the other Transformers. She's got a female figure to her. She's got skin, she's a female, and she's not a robot in the sense that we thought, we think of like other transformers it's but
2: like her pose and everything over the male character i forgot what his name is what's his name oh Sh- man Sh- Sh- i don't Sh- know
1: shyla Sh- Sh- oh yeah Sh- the LaBeouf. actor yeah
2: but like she's very like prov- like provocatively like posed over him and just it's like this whole very like softcore porn kind of scene ish <laughs> it's very uncomfortable to watch so
0: don't watch it i had to watch it and i was not happy but you guys know what this is an example of right it's the male gaze, guys. <laughs> not coding any of the robots as women, and coding the women as like deceptive and like terrible and stupid and all of that is an example of like Michael Bay as a director and the writers. Which I'm going to go out on a limb and say were predominantly male. Um, they're writing these characters for men, and <laughs> the camera, especially, is going to—it's kind of voyeuristic in how it shows them. It's all for men. It's for men to insert themselves and look at the female characters, which you know I'm not really a fan of, but. I've always seen the movies once. For each, I've seen all of them once and uh, every time I'm baffled by just how far they have to go to remind everybody like how masculine the robots
1: are and like these are men. Like they're coded Don't so Don't forget masculine. it. They're robots and they're men.
0: <laughs> they have to be. Which is and Lindsay even comments on this in her video like It's kind of ridiculous because, in theory, they're robots, they don't have a gender, but we're very careful about making sure we know, like, this is a man. The women are over here, and they're, like, they're dressed, like, provocatively, and, like, they can't do anything.
1: But the men. (laughs) Even, like, in the the government part of Michael Bay's universe, these Mm -hmm. women are in pencil skirts. They're never in pants. I've (laughs) noticed that in all, like, the clips she showed, they were never in pants. They're always in pencil skirts and, like, low-cut tops. Also, to
2: portray their robots as men, um, where their six packs?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's but true. why is it that women's chests have to be like specifically have armor for them? Why don't any of the men's like armor have like these pecs and everything? Yep. What about for my viewing <laughs> pressure? <laughs> what am I supposed to look at as a woman? Dumb. God, eye candy. I want some eye candy <laughs> I want some room. eye candy. Come on, Michael Bay. Don't we deserve the same I feel like if we tell Michael Bay to put in eye candy, he's just going to shoot a video of himself,
1: though. So, Definitely does that mean? I'm sorry, Michael Explosions Bay. behind him, and that will be the end <laughs> of it. <laughs>
0: It'll be great. Um, but you know what? We've been talking about women in films, like as actresses and characters, but what about behind the scenes? Have, like... That's even worse, to be quite honest. Uh, there was a 2014 study from the Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative at the USC Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism, and they found a statistic that I find really upsetting, and that is that a third of all speaking characters in 120 films in 11 worldwide countries were female. So take that, the number might not sound as bad because it's 120 films, but less than a third of those films being like, starring and featuring women that's a really appalling statistic especially for 2014 this isn't like the 90s the 80s um, postmodernism thought has like spread at this point so what's going on like why is it like this and what's even worse is that male characters are portrayed in more official capacities than women so as attorneys and judges the statistic are men are 13 to women's one. And professors are 16 to 1 and doctors 5 to 1. In case I wasn't clear, the higher numbers are the men. So oh my gosh, like women are <laughs> this isn't like the sixties where women are staying at home. We have lawyers that are women, we have doctors that are women, and the numbers are growing. So why isn't film reflecting this? Why do we think that? So um, talking about like
2: women behind the scenes, uh Pixar, um only has or has had one female credited uh, director, and that is for the film Brave. But um, this this director uh, Brenda Lassiter or Brenda Chapman, I apologize. Uh, she was fired halfway throughout production, so she's credited, but she didn't finish directing the entire film. So do we know why she was
0: fired? She clashed with uh, John Lasseter. Who is the who has a great reputation yeah. with women? Uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Lassiter was let go temporarily because they can't afford to lose him. They just can't. Um, at least that's how they view him for his treatment of women in the office. He would quote like what women would describe as like hug too long or touch them inappropriately, and so he was temporarily let go until Pixar was like, but he makes us a lot of money, and now he's back. He was basically on a little vacation. So that's really sad to hear that even in directing capacity women are going head-to-head with their male counterparts and just a disagreement will get them fired but if it was
1: a man that probably wouldn't happen as easily. Well I think that highlights the problem in Hollywood with female directors and female leads that they're not given that chance because there are always men or someone in the way that they can't direct action because they're too fragile or they don't understand what the audience wants which is not true at all. Women can like action movies. They can like superhero movies. But we're females, so we don't understand what a male audience wants. So it's kind of like gatekeeping,
0: yeah, basically? Yeah, that's basically what it is. That's a good way to put it. I mean, if you take
2: a look at Wonder Woman, which is was a fantastic film, but what kind of got me was the costumes that uh, Wonder Woman would wear and what all the Amazons would wear is, like, the shortest skirt, Kind of a revealing uh, and very tight top that emphasized the male or the female breasts, and just it was so unrealistic for armor. And I, I mean, yes, I know it was directed by a female director, but it kind of got me because like you just did that
0: to appeal to the male to the male gaze. I mean, yeah, and I, I would even argue like it. Your opinions perfectly valid, but I don't think it's a particularly feminist film that everyone claims it is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like one of those things that like, you know, she ends up having to not quote be saved by a man, but she enters a new world that she doesn't understand and she's at the mercy of men helping her along the way. Um So I feel it's interesting, and it's totally valid for anybody to like that film. I am not a superhero person, so I come in with that bias from the start. But it is interesting that even in the films that are feminist, there is a heavy reliance on the men in those films. And that obviously, towards the end of the film, when the action starts picking up, Gal Gadot, or I keep calling it her Gal Gadot, but it's (laughs) Wonder Woman in the film, um, you know, she really does kind of steal the show later on. But the beginning portions of the film are kind of what... Are interesting to me. It's always that fish out of water story, so there's an excuse for the woman character to be kind of ditzy or out of her element. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's totally
1: just my opinion. Well, to defend Wonder Woman cuz I am a I love superhero movies. Um, I think it's not so much on Patty Jenkins who directed the film. I think it is on probably the Whoever uh, budgeted that movie, I can't think of it. DC. Uh, DC. Yeah, yeah. Thank probably, you. Yeah. DC was needed to just, they didn't want to isolate the male audience. I think they're like, you still need, this is a female film, but we don't need to isolate anyone.
2: I was going to say the same thing because um, I think the reason why like these feminist films can't completely uh, embrace uh, what we feminists want which is like just a pure female lead without any male reliance is that there's like still a part there's like an audience there's a group that still wants that like male reliance like that ditzy character um and so I guess to appeal and to make money because that's the That's the focus a film wants, like Mm -hmm. they want to make money over making a social impact, right, so they can't forget that group of people that want like a kind of a meek woman, Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think for me, I agree with you, Kaylee, it's not the director's fault. When it comes to filmmaking, I would, with all the people involved in the studio input, it's either for me probably an issue of studio input or the script from the start. Uh, Which, the the director has a lot of say, but if what the studio sees they don't think is going to reflect the wants of the audience as a whole, which will probably be a lot of men in there because that has been Hollywood's mainstream audience for years now, um, they're going to ask you to change it and do some things. I don't really know about the costuming. Um, I mean, that very well could have just been a choice because of you know the original, even though I believe in the original, like the comics, she's more like, even less clothed.
1: I've never really comic books are very known <laughs> for yeah. very scantily clad superhero female superheroes. Right. So they did better than the comics. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I I, feel, I I I keep stuttering about this, but like it is important to talk about still. But I don't think I don't think anything in this film came from a bad place.
1: If no. that makes sense. I think it was made with the best intentions possible. Absolutely,
0: and I think it's a great step for women, especially for women directors, which. Let's be honest, one mistake and they never going to make a film again. True. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's very sad. But you know what's even sadder, or maybe not sadder, but is also sad. There's a report from the Center for the Study of Women in Television and Film at the San Diego State University. And they found in 2018, women made up just 8% of directors on the top 250 films at the domestic box office last year, which is 11% less than the year before. So we we like to think that we're progressing. But what this what this is showing us is that we're doing even worse. And to further elaborate on this, only 1% of 2018's top films had 10 or more women in behind the scenes roles.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> That's just absolutely crazy. 2018? Yeah, 2018.
0: Seriously? Yep. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because we've been talking about like women in film like characters and i think we're seeing a lot more progressive women as characters but i think a lot of us aren't thinking about the people making them behind the scenes and while it is great that we are making progress on like characters and representation in film we need representation from behind the scenes we need writers directors crew because the camera if it's (laughs) there's women and men film different things sometimes like Maybe close ups of, you know, your breasts aren't maybe necessary to a scene. Or maybe a director will be like, hey, I don't like the way that frames a certain, like, female character. Things that maybe not, may not be malicious, but overlooked by just a male
1: crew. I don't know. Well, to that. We're going to keep getting these male gaze characters. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep getting these ditzy women. If there aren't women in the writer's room writing characters, women write who they see around them. Mm -hmm. And they're going to write realistic characters. But if they're not in that writing room and it's only males, we're going to get a one-dimensional female character. All the time. Uh, something in our TCOM classes that is really stressed here at Ball State
0: is the importance of writers. <laughs> and I think they're probably the most overlooked crucial role in films. Uh, like you said, Kaylee, like, it really comes down to like getting more writers, especially for minorities, not just women as well. Uh, we can have female directors, but if they get a script that is coded in nothing but just like masculinity, there's not much they can do. <laughs> but,
2: right. I don't know if you guys have seen the casting call sheet for... Um what's it called Compton um what's the NWA movie that kind of came out hmm. uh oh no no you're fine the it was like it was like something in Compton um and basically i I'll think of the title later but basically the casting call Seriously degraded woman, mm-hmm. um, saying like an A woman has uh like a very skinny body, like they're very like they're light skinned, you know. A B woman is Beyonce.
1: Oh, I I know what, what you're talking is this about. Is straight out, now? out of Compton? Straight out of okay. Compton. I wasn't sure. I yeah. know what you're talking about. That's a, so disgusting.
2: <laughs> and it makes me wonder, did a male write this casting call? Like, who wrote this? It's because it's so de- like degrading
1: to a woman, and Beyonce too. She's a B girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Beyonce is like off the scale. <laughs> we can't even a B. What There's is- no measurement for Beyonce. How dare you? Maybe
0: they just went like B for Beyonce, and they didn't mean anything by it. I don't
2: know. <laughs> it was, but once the casting call came out, it was just, it, it just blew up, and, yeah, kind of pissed me off. But, it, just behind the scenes, like especially minority minority women as well need to kind of come into the spotlight in my opinion because there's a lot more stories that can be told like the oscar winning um, what's the oscar winning movie this year with um, uh, Roma
1: yeah Roma so yeah that shows great movie
2: by the way great movie yeah and it shows a col- like a colored a mexican woman mm-hmm. And it was just so inclusive,
0: and yeah,
2: I haven't watched the movie, so I can't really add much about
0: really, it. Really? Yeah, no, but is a really good example of that, and you actually brought up a point too, like, especially minority women, another issue that we run into are the stereotypes. So even if they are getting cast, they're getting cast for roles that they can't really escape from, based on, you know, what we've perceived certain groups to be. And especially in regards to Mexican women, a lot of... There's some very troubling um, casting decisions that we keep reinforcing, um, and it's and just to clarify, this stems from the re- repetition of the casting, like what we have coded these women to represent. And a lot of times we think that Latina women are, you know, really aggressive, really forthcoming. Um, they often fall into the one of the boys stereotype, um, and this isn't always Latina women. But if you look at it. it Tends to be, it's very strange. Even in Wreck It Ralph 2, this was the case. Um, and that's just an example of one demographic. Uh, we have, like, <laughs> don't even get me started on Jewish <laughs> representation in film and what that looks like. Black women have a horrible time getting cast in anything. Um, Asian women, practically non existent. Like, they can't even get roles that are made for them. Like, roles coming from Japan are cast by, like, white women most of the time not cast by white women, are played by white women. So yeah, minority representation for women needs to, you know, we need to push for that. But speaking of stereotypes, let's talk about some, because, oh dear, there are a lot. It's
1: so off the top of your guys' head, name some. Mary Sue, my favorite. I, are you talking about Bella Swan? <laughs> are you talking about list nine different characters? Yeah. Insert self here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Mary Sue's or... They're not going away anytime soon. Even like they tend to show up in like romance usually. Like uh, what's it? Fifty Shades of Gray. Mm-hmm. It's like Twilight number two. I can't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, Shwefa, do you have any uh, stereotypes? Yeah.
2: Um, I love how um, Asian women are
0: just kind of portrayed as nerds. Yeah, uh, yeah. No kidding. Asian characters as a whole are pretty much either shown as their parents being. Verbally abusive, right. um, pushing them for like perfect scores and grades. And then they're very like meek usually on screen mm-hmm. um, because there is a massive over sexualization of Asian women, especially oh, for Westerners. It. Yeah, it's
2: gross. And what kind of pisses me off is um, especially Indian characters yeah. in Hollywood film are usually just yoga instructors. Or um, like, especially for females, they're like, oh, I'm a yoga instructor, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> that's not the only thing. Or for males, it's just, hello, I'm in IT.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's very troubling. And you talked about, before we started, you were mentioning Bollywood films. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So um, Bollywood
2: films have been notoriously known for, kind of putting woman in a sexualized position constantly so i grew up watching uh films and basically the woman character there's probably one woman character main woman lead and um she's basically eye candy for the males and it's just the guy romancing the girl and it's so disturbing because it's pretty much stalking because typically like the girl will be in school so she'll be a junior or a senior in high school you know and the guy will be in college and basically there's scenes of where the guy goes to the girl's school like where she's studying and waits for her as she finishes school or, like, goes to her bus stop and goes to her house. And then um, the girl's, are like, refusing him, like, no, you're weird. Like, you're older than me. No. But then she starts to fall in love with him because she's like, oh, my God, stalking. <laughs> He's I see him everywhere. He truly loves me. <laughs> and it just blossoms into romance. And as a kid, I thought that was perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's how romance went. And then I grew up and I learned the meaning of consent and I learned <laughs> that stalking is bad and it's creepy and that just completely changed my perspective. But there are people and there are men, especially in India, that still think that way is the correct way of courting women, right? Going Like stalking them, going to their workplace, going to their house and it's not okay because mm-hmm. that's actually stalking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, that's a troubling stereotype in Hollywood, the stalking romance plot. Like uh, Edward in um, Twilight, how could I forget? In <laughs> Twilight, he stalks Bella. And it's when I watched him, like she's in her panties in her bed, and you're just standing over her. That is weird. That's not how love works. It's a power play for sure. It, it's a power move. And that's I love, troubling. What's something that I love about Twilight
0: specifically is that um, people are always like, well, it was in the book. Okay, but we're talking about the movie, and the movie is separate from the book, so it doesn't excuse it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that gives it some leeway in that, like, someone didn't write that, (laughs) except Stephanie Meyer, who did write that. Um, But yeah... The romance genre is very problematic towards women. We did an entire podcast on the romance genre. If you want to talk more about that, so go check it out. Shameless plug. Speaking <laughs> of romance, there's a film
2: coming out, or I don't know if it's come out, and it's called "Isn't It Romantic." Uh, I did see that. Yeah. The answer is yeah. no. Starring with Rebel Wilson, yeah. So I watched the trailer, and there was one part of the trailer that kind of got me. So Priyanka Chopra is in that movie, right? Yes. And her character is named Isabella, and there's a scene in the trailer. Trailer, uh, that featured Priyanka Chopra and she just acted so her character just acted so ditzy like there's a line from the trailer that says oh josh that's such a wonderful name josh like she it's such like a ditzy character and her character is a international yoga Ambassador.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to bring that up when you said that. That movie is actually kind of interesting, though, because it Mm -hmm. plays with stereotypes in the love genre. Right. Um, And it talks about uh, Rebel Wilson, who is the main character in the book. She falls into this alternate universe where she is in a romantic comedy. And uh, she talks about her assistant, who in the alternate universe is like her rival. And she talks about how women in romantic comedies can't ever be friends. They're always rivals. Okay. And that is something that you see often in romantic comedies women don't have bef- best friends and when they do they're the sad lonely cat girl yep <laughs> um, and the other female is her coworker who's trying to uh, steal her man steal her man or steal her job or whatever it's it's a strange pitting of women
0: yeah no that's
1: actually somewhat subversive that they do that. That movie's, it, I'm telling you, it's, it plays with stereotypes a lot, and you're like, oh, movie, okay. So yeah. I recommend it. It's not hilarious, but it's an interesting movie. Well, it's good to hear that, you know,
0: it's not, you know, it, it sounds like there are some, I haven't seen it either, full disclosure, that there, it might be a little problematic, but at least it has some, like, you know, it's saying something, yeah. at least, which yeah, is great. Yeah. And, you know, not all movies are perfect so let's call it, you know, an effort. <laughs> that's you all I ask e for. for. effort. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I don't ask for just effort. We're at a point now where uh, directors and studios and everything should know what's up. So I take that back. <laughs> um, another, <laughs> I'm a big horror movie buff. If it's not apparent, I've done like 90% of my podcast on horror films. Um, the final girls trope is something that arises in that particular genre. And that's just uh, TLDR, basically the surviving female character in a horror film, typically the virgin, um, very, like, I don't want to say meek, but they're pushed into the situation of survival. They're not someone that you would expect to automatically be the survivor. That makes sense. Um, Scream is a great example of having a strong final girl. Uh, Friday the 13th has a bunch of final girls. It, they're everywhere. Um, so that's one genre-specific one. Moving Kind of in the same direction because this is sadly featured a lot in the horror genre is the rape revenge, and that really started to dominate the, the genre in the '70s. And maybe not dominate is the word because a lot of them were like your B movies, but they started to oversaturate the genre. And um, I personally find those stories very troubling. Um, the idea, and this isn't just horror, but the idea that a woman is only motivated by being raped is um i'm so tired of it it's just been done forever like there's more to come on like it's not even a realistic thing i don't know i can't i cannot speak for it but i'm just it's it's lazy it is very lazy and it's it's always men that write these so so shouldn't if men that if
2: it's men that write these shouldn't men get the notion that they should back off and not rape women because they might face like retribution
0: look Shweta, th- <laughs> <laughs> like and then come in here and ask you to
1: start stating your uh feminist opinion. your feminist opinion you man. shut your pretty little mouth and go back to the workplace Or no, go back to your kitchen. Go back to your kitchen and make me a sandwich. (laughs) I don't even have a kitchen. (laughs) I'm a college student. I don't
0: have a kitchen. (laughs) Order me some Jimmy Johns. (laughs) Um, Another one that I find troubling is um, the rape victim inspiring action in other people. Uh, Birth of a Nation is probably the most prominent example of this. That movie is just all types of problematic, but it's an important part of film history. So we do have to talk about it in the film. A, it is a very racist film. It is all about promoting the KKK and romanticizing the KKK. Um, but in the film, a black man, of course, it's a white guy in blackface, uh, rapes a white woman and she throws herself off of a cliff because she would rather die. And that prompts, you know, in the movie, the KKK to kind of rise. That type of thing is very troubling. Like, rape inspiring not just the survivor or victim, but the people around them like she that's another example of like the male gaze like she's an object she's not she doesn't have her own authority even a rape revenge has more authority than that to me and i find both of these very problematic i cannot make that even more clear i don't know but i find them very troubling and i did want to bring them up because i hate them <laughs> and they still happen all the time so thanks hollywood but a west you know Scary one, I guess, is a saved from a situation by a man. Otherwise, the damsel in distress looking at you, Disney. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're kind of moving away from it. Well, they have moved away from the damsel
1: thing. I think at this point, right? Like, I can't think of a recent one. A damsel in distress. Well, I guess Frozen because they kind of save each other. But that's like rather that. than the, but it's two women. Yeah, yeah.
2: damsel and damsel saving
1: each
0: other. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Frozen, but I think that was the first, like, major shift from, like, old Disney to new. Moana's definitely doesn't have that issue. Um, hopefully we won't run into it again. <laughs> or if they do, I hope it's, like, a subversive, like, or I hope they have other characters that are female to counteract that. I'm not saying you can't do it. <laughs> you can do whatever you want in film, I guess.
2: I think Disney is, like, a good example of a film company that's been trying to move away from the stereotypical... Uh, male gaze slash damsel in distress thing for the other film companies though uh, get your game get your game up
0: yeah i think it is interesting though because when we talked a little bit about audience and like how studios are going to include like aspects of masculinity purposefully in films because that's where the audience is but disney is interesting because they appeal to women a lot more than men So that might be like that's probably the reason. It's not because they're ethical. It's Disney. They're a multi-billion-dollar company. They don't care about any of us. They care about money, and their audience is female. But like, I'd rather have them not be ethical and still promoting more like equality and feminist messages than uh, you know, not. (laughs) And I know some people are like, if they're not doing it for the greater good, then why are they doing it at all? But then we'd get nowhere. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't know. Is that just me? Yeah, I mean, you always see girls being like, "Oh, the Disney princesses. I like this princess." But you never see boys going like, "Oh, I love Prince Charles or whatever. I I don't even remember <laughs> Prince Charles." <laughs> I don't even remember the princes' names. Like that's how insig- insignificant they are. Yep, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Or no no boy has been like, "I look up to Sebastian." <laughs>
1: I woke up to Sebastian. I think Aladdin's the closest we've gotten Yeah, I think he's the only main, like, and he's not even, he's not a prince, he's a street rat. Yeah. There are, like, no princes that are, like, the center of attention in Disney films that I could think of. I can't either.
2: Is Disney the reverse? Like, instead of the male gaze, is it the female
0: gaze? No, because it's still made by men. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, no, Sorry.
2: Darn it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day.
0: I can't wait till like 120 years from now or something. And they're like, "those the female gaze is perpetuating the media and it's harming our men. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Thank you. Um One of the guys, I kind of talked about it with a lot of Latina women being like one of the guys because of how they're talk, like how they're viewed by a lot of people, which is very racist. Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast Fast and and Furious. Fast and Furious, good example. (laughs) Um, But even just like women as one of the guys, it's like the tomboy, like she's not really girly as like they're trying to make it look like. You know, being girly is bad. She wears jeans and sneakers. Whoa! <laughs> she's covered in
2: grease.
0: <laughs> I think a good one that I actually like is in uh, It, especially the new one. Oh yeah. Um, I I thought yeah. because they let her be just a character, they don't really stress too much. Like she's just a tomboy, she's just a person. Uh, the original It is is uh not like that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> There's, like, a cartoon I can think of. This is very random. It's, like, a recess, I think. Oh, yeah, with Penelope. Uh, yeah, Penelope. It was, like, Spinelli. Spinelli, yeah. yeah. Was... She's, like, the biggest example. That's definitely not film, but, like, I don't know. That's she still wore, like, in the, the realm Beatty. of Disney, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's who always comes to mind. I don't know why. <laughs> there are way better examples. And the last one I think we should really talk about, or I guess we're going to combine two, is Polar opposites cold career women, I always think of Jan from The Office, or women as homemakers, like your 50s stereotype, like, we've mostly moved past that as an idea. Obviously, housewives aren't bad, and we're not saying, like, you can't have a housewife as a character, but the notion like that they can't be anything else is, I like to say, I like to think it's pretty much gone. Yeah. 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 Yay. We've done something. I don't know. Hopefully, Yeah. And the cold career of women is kind of a consequence of that, to be honest, because now we've made the shift where, we're like, well, if women only focus on their career, they're neglecting their families. So, I don't know. How progressive is
1: it? <laughs> Not really. I'd rather just have people in careers. Let's have a balanced life of home and work. <laughs> like,
0: and obviously, <laughs> like,
1: sometimes, like, characters,
0: like, can have flaws, like, Sometimes there are women characters that are bad people, and that's fine. The problem isn't that these characters exist. It's just, like, they're overwhelmingly there. Like, it's just, there's such a lack of balance, if that makes sense. Yeah, any other stereotypes you can think of? I mean, yeah, there's, like, a flaw of being a workaholic, but
2: that applies to men and women equally. Yeah. It's not just, you can use that as a character flaw, but...
1: Well, when the character flaw is the one personality trait the character has. It makes them one-dimensional. They don't have any other personality other than they love to work and whatever the plot is.
2: Right. I mean, then that becomes a trope. And I think that's kind of a backfiring from trying to get, get woman out of the home in TV, at least. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: One that comes to mind is a strong female lead. Uh, that's often,
0: <laughs> <I know laughs> which exactly. is kind
1: of a Mary Sue in a way, but a little more in depth.
0: I always think of Tomb Raider. Yeah, I think of that one. Yeah,
1: or like Ray from Star Wars. Yep, that's the biggest. Yeah. One.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh poor Ray. <laughs> it's not her it's fault. It's not <laughs> her fault. It's
1: the writers.
0: Yeah, no, it's very apparent whenever, like, look, she's really strong because she uh she fights men.
1: And uh you know she's not wearing a dress <laughs> but it's like that's not enough. <laughs> and she could be such a great character if they had expanded on her and not just like all of a sudden she has these powers and she's got <laughs> all these things and she can do this she's a badass. Yeah she's just Why like, is she a badass? Yeah she's just slated to succeed from the beginning. Yeah.
0: Though I guess the argument to that is, isn't Luke Skywalker also similar? Well, that's what I was thinking, too. Um, He's a strong male lead. But that doesn't discount the idea that not just looking at Star Wars, that is a problem for female leads. Like It's a lot easier to maybe write a female character as a side character than as a lead. Because I think there's a fear for a lot of people that like I have to make her perfect or Mm -hmm. else it's going to be... It's going to come back on us. But
1: that's not it. We want flaws. We don't want them to just I think be... flaws make characters endearing. Exactly. Like, like Bilbo from uh, The Hobbit. He's he's such <laughs> going a grouch. I'm going on an adventure. But he has his flaws and he has his personality traits. That makes you as a reader or a watcher if you watch the films. I love that character. And yeah. I want that in my female characters. I do
2: too. I mean, CW Supergirl, I, I used to watch it. But I... Honestly think her character is kind of flat, you know, I yeah, I get it. She's a she's a journalist She writes, which is something I could relate with But there was just something about her that just made her so one-dimensional Like okay, she's a superhero. She's a journalist What else? And? And, like, uh, uh, And then, like, two seasons go by, and I'm like, okay,
1: all right, you know
0: what? No more. <laughs>
1: well, we're working on it, guys. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> I think what's
0: important, maybe, minimum, uh, I think what's important to mention, though, is, like, stereotypes will always exist in some form. I don't think anyone's asking for everything to completely dissolve, except for the very problematic tropes that everybody's tired of seeing. Um Guys, you don't have to make women perfect. It's okay. Just let them be people. We're people. I don't. It's a hard concept, people. but we are people. <laughs> I wish this was visual so I could have like text like go up like we're people. People, <laughs> but people yeah. want to watch people. Just make them relatable. Yep. Film is a reflection of reality, guys. Yeah, it's not terribly hard. Anyway, um Kaylee, you brought up an interesting uh, film that just came out recently. So there's some drama going on with Captain Marvel and I think we need to talk about that. So, on International Women's Day, which was March 8th, around <laughs> about 58,000 online reviews for Captain Marvel just bombarded Rotten Tomatoes and it dropped the score down massively into like 30%. And on the same day, Rotten Tomatoes removed about 50,000 reviews from the site. And all of these were written, like, before the film even released. So it's not like this is legitimate criticism. These are people that are just, like, upset about the film. Are they men? Um, you know, I don't know. Like A lot of them are, but um, I'm sure there are some women in there. I don't know. We never know. We never know. But Rotten Tomatoes stated, "...we're doing it to make more accurately and authentically represent the voice of our fans." While protecting our data and public forums from bad actors, now the film has a 79% critic store score and a 62 audience score. So now it's kind of
1: evened out a bit. Why did this happen? I think there was a big complaint that I saw on Twitter that was very strange and odd to me. That people kept bringing up that Captain Marvel was too political, and it was just they were trying to shove a message across, and they had this agenda which when i saw the film i was like okay and i watched the movie i'm like this is no different than any other marvel film that you see except the woman is the lead character there was no other difference captain marvel civil war that's a political one iron man that's a political statement like there's nothing out of the ordinary in this film so i don't know well i do know it's because captain marvel is a female I mean that has to be it and that she's
0: fully
2: clothed
1: yeah her armor was awesome (laughs) her arm was awesome
0: I think it's interesting because like comic book characters and like Marvel characters have always been kind of in geek culture which tends to be masculine so I wonder if it's like a threat to that niche group like they feel like if we have more diversity in these areas then that like takes away from like images of themselves I don't know That's my idea of what it might be anyway. But, yeah, it does
1: seem to be more of, like, a woman in Marvel. How dare she? Which she's not the first female character to come along. There was Wasp who debuted, I believe, like, last year, I think. It was Ant-Man and the Wasp. And she was an awesome character. And I just think people get scared when they see these strong characters who are flawed and they have their character flaws um, who reflect themselves and I just I think it's a threat to their who they are so why do we think because you you just made a really good point
0: like we've had women characters in Marvel and even leads to some extent um, I mean Catwoman we don't talk that's not even <laughs> Marvel but you know we don't talk about that one anymore
1: why this film? Why this character? I, I And Wonder Woman got the same treatment when it came out too yeah. Um. New, Captain Marvel was such a good movie for young girls to see. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, There was a little girl who sat beside me. It was the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. But she kept looking at Captain Marvel like she was the world. Aww. And I remember being that age and wanting to look up. I played with my brother's Power Rangers doll because I thought they were so cool and they reflected that. I wanted to do those things. I wanted to be an action star. I wanted to planes to burst behind me and stuff like that <laughs> i just think that captain marvel was so important to so many people and not just little girls but little boys who can see that they can look up to women the women are powerful and they have a point and they have a purpose for this world
2: yeah um i just i just want to add like one thing when we're talking about like comic book characters the controversy of uh she yeah. <laughs> and getting redrawn about that. Yeah. Because a lot of, I saw a lot of men on Twitter complaining that the new character design for she was too, like, Which is they just really added weird under yeah. her
1: skirt. Yeah. This it, car- this cartoon is made for little children. Stop trying to sexualize this character. I, so I love, love that show. That show. I do too. I love the show. But, like. They're trying to sexualize her, and she's obviously... She looks like a teenager, Yeah, which is something that happens all the time in Hollywood, sexualizing teenagers. Please stop. Yeah. She's a cartoon character. Leave her alone. She needs to fight. (laughs)
2: Because as a a kid growing up, I watched a lot of Disney films, and one of my favorite characters and someone that I could relate to was Jasmine from Aladdin, Mm -hmm. because she looked like me, but not exactly like me, because she had her her body was just so weird like her hips were like one centimeter wide (laughs) and her dress was just so um like as I grew up I just realized like it was so revealing you know like you could see her cleavage Mm -hmm. and everything like that and you know I never I never really got a true female character that looked like me that acted like me because Jasmine in Aladdin was kind of subservient Mm -hmm. and especially when she's captured by Jafar you know she's in a very weird like seductive kind of position that red outfit
0: though yeah that red (laughs)
2: outfit and she's like kind of in a seductive out uh she has a seductive gaze and oh that creeped me Mm. out so much even as a little kid I knew that something was wrong
0: Jafar's
1: like 40 minimum yeah It's really strange. And yeah. she's like 16, I think, in the film. Something. She's
2: she's a minor. She is and a minor. Even as a kid, that kind of creeped me out. And I couldn't look up to her, you know? And I'm relatively young. Mm-hmm. So I just re- I just hope that for the younger generation, that they'll grow up with characters that look like them, that act like them, that are normal, female, even in cartoons and in real life.
0: Yeah, and I I think we are making a push for that. She was a really good example. All the body types, especially, um, different skin tones. Is it perfect? No, absolutely not. Um, But we're seeing more and more of that. And, like, I can really, like, seeing yourself on screen in an empowering way can really help shape you and your ideas about how you're viewed in the world. And if you don't see yourself, then you kind of get this feeling of, like, you're not valid. Or, like... You feel like the other, and no one, no child, especially, should have deserved to feel that way. No matter how I feel about, like, you know, Wonder Woman, I don't particularly like it. I'm not going to sit here and deny that that is such an important film for young girls to go see. Really? Like, the way they close down theaters just for a woman to go see it, like, that's awesome. Like, it's just a space for women to feel empowered. And I, I want more. <laughs>
2: I just yeah. want more. Because I never got that as a kid, and as a female and a minority, I mm-hmm. never got that. I really hope that kids like me and of other ethnicities will get that because it's so important to see yourself on screen like when I saw Jasmine I was like I want a pet tiger (laughs) or when she escapes the palace and she's kind of running she's running around you know I was like that's so badass I want to be like that and then she got captured by Jafar and I was like darn it
0: (laughs) so close we almost had a girl well we're going to start wrapping this up. So is there anything else you guys want to say just about, like, women in film in general, like, your hopes, anything at all?
1: Um, I just want to see more authentic characters. And that's not even for, like, just realistic films. I don't – fantasy is something that <laughs> – the female characters haven't really broken through yet and I think it is something that we can do and we can have strong characters like Hermione leading a film like that and I just think if we keep pushing for it I think it could happen eventually down the line
2: I think inclusive characters start with people behind the camera so writers producers directors so we have to get woman and women and m- women of colors, uh, in those positions so we can start creating more inclusive stories with women and in creating more normal female characters. So I think that's what needs to be done. Like we need to shatter that glass ceiling, especially in the movie industry
0: really great Mm -hmm. thoughts guys i do want to end this podcast on a somewhat serious note and just for clarification feminist theory and everything we've talked about and how women are portrayed It is not meant to take men down. And in no way are any of us suggesting that every male writer and director is guilty of portraying women poorly or is just going to do that because they are a man. That is not the point we're trying to convey. We are trying to convey that this is an issue that is just so prevalent in entertainment content and it does need to be addressed. And quite honestly, it's going to be men that are the ones going to have to make the difference and recognize this and help hire women into these positions and, you know, help educate other men. So I just did want to clarify that. But thank you guys so much for talking today. Uh, this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Emily Rubin. With me today, I have... Kaylee Fugate. And Shweta Sundarajan. Thank you all so much for listening. You can read all of our content at BiteBSU.com and the Ball State Daily. You can also follow us, follow us on social at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BiteBSU.com. We also have a YouTube page, which is it's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> it's also at BiteBSU. So feel free to check us out. We upload very regularly, and we also have articles that go up every day. So thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Input 2.